Welcome to the Pathfinders Podcast with me, Sajid Bad. And me, Johnny Calabrese. Welcome to the first episode of the Pathfinders Podcast. And we've got me, Sajid Bad, with Jadlika. How are you doing, Jadlika? What's up? How are we doing, guys? I hope you're all good. Um, well, today it's got us the first ever podcast episode for Pathfinders, so um, we're going to focus on actually football today um, in terms of access, um, going to games and our teams, stuff like that, so it should be good. But before we, we get right into it, uh, I just want to give you a little introduction about Pathfinders, if you didn't know who we are, so Pathfinder New Muscular Alliance is a a user-led organisation which promotes choice and quality and quality of life for teenagers and adults. One muscular dystrophy and also other related conditions. Um, and it was actually John and Mark who found the charity back in 2014. Um, and as you can probably see, it's grown quite a lot since then. Um, we've had a lot of people come and go, but um, we're in a really good position right now doing events and um, all sorts of online activities as well. So um, it's good to finally get a, a first official podcast on the way. Um, we, wanted, we wanted to do it for quite a while, but it's good to finally have it underway. Um, and I'm a, I'm a developer worker for Pathfinders. Uh, and also a freelance journalist and music producer. How about you, John Luca? Just give us a wee sort of intro on you and yeah, go for it. Yeah, sure. Um, what is up, guys? Thank you for joining us on this uh, first ever podcast that me and Sanjeev are doing. And um, no, yeah, I mean, today we're going to focus on football, but just want to introduce me a little bit and talk about me, basically, so you know who I am. So I'm 28. I'm from North London, well, about 13 miles outside London, if I'm being honest. Um, and yeah, I studied journalism back in 2015, got a degree in that. Um, and since then I've been, you know, working on YouTube as well as looking for work in between that. But my main passion has been, uh, YouTube and dedicated a lot of time to my own channel. Yeah, I think it's cool that we we do sort of come from different yet like similar but different background because obviously we've both done journalism um, and obviously then you went down the YouTube route and I sort of went down the, the more sort of journalism route but it's cool that we sort of ended up coming together on this um, and I think we a really good sort of combination for the podcast. Um, I actually forgot to mention that uh, I'm 25 and from Scotland so north and south of the border again getting represented um, uh. but but yeah so we'll get started then we'll just start talking about yeah so talking about football then that's what we're going to be focusing on today um, I support Liverpool and you support Spurs don't you John Lucas I do yeah you guys you got a few more trophies at the moment yeah um, yeah been in a few more finals recently very um, recently 
Yeah, it was good to get that win on Sunday. They're actually against Chelsea. But I was going to say, it's not all bad. Your stadium is like amazing. I've not been, but it looks insane. It is, yeah. And um, I'll probably get into that a bit later about like accessibility of the stadium and stuff. Um, But yeah, it's definitely up there, one of the best. I mean, I haven't been to a lot of other stadiums, but I would say. It's you know it's better than Wembley in some sense. Yes, yeah, I went to Wembley for the Euro final. That was the only time I went. And other than that, I think the only other stadiums I've been to is pretty much Anfield in England. Uh, that's about it, really. Um, but I yeah. definitely want to go at some point. But even though, like, of course, yeah. Glasgow and Celtic Rangers is close by me, um, but uh, it's full of approved just because. Like my family, my dad um, supported them, and obviously my family's from England, a lot of them. So, yeah, that's kind of last football pro. What you're probably wondering why. <laughs> um, yeah. But what about you? Like, did it take it something similar with family and that sort of thing? I mean, with me, the, the, the reason I support Tottenham is probably my dad and my uncle, because they're both big Tottenham fans. Uh, along with all of their friends. Um, and, I mean, my dad is originally from Italy and he moved here back in the 80s. Um, and from then, he's always admired Spurs and they became his his uh, English team, I guess. And, yeah, since then, since I was young, I've always supported Tottenham. And it's like a family tradition, really. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of sort of a lot of supporters like come to support their team as sort of what's happened before them instead of say like you deciding who you support I suppose I think I, I mentioned this before but it's like when the immigrants came over they just typically supported the best team <laughs> and Liverpool were yeah. the best team but then obviously it didn't yeah. work out because when I was growing up obviously we went to yeah. like we won a trophy good trophies here and there but Obviously, it was probably a worse run that we've had, so it's been good to get a bit of success. Well, let's just say, (laughs) sorry, um, me as a Tottenham fan, like, I I didn't choose them because they were the best team, because they certainly (laughs) were not when I was younger, they certainly are nowhere near now, but, yeah. They had that spell, though, they had a spell when they were better than us, because when you had, like, Red Dapp and you get the Champions League and stuff, so... Yeah, we did quite well in that phase. Yeah, had a good couple just, of years where you were better than us. Yeah, and I really enjoyed those years. I'm just... I'm grateful for them, but, like, you wish there was a trophy. Yeah, and also that final as well, with the Liverpool Spurs and Champions League. Oh, dear, don't remind me. <laughs> that must have been good to get to a final, though, like, for a Champions League. Yeah. Obviously, that hasn't really happened for years it before, was so... Yeah. We'll move on a bit. Yeah, let's give us some opinions, suppose, on access to football stadiums or that's Tottenham or whatever. Yeah, I think I'll um I'll jump in on that first and uh, Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, to anyone who has never been to a football match or they're not quite into football, even if you're not, I recommend go to a match for sure and just experience it. Um, you know, 
it, it's something definitely worth doing in your life even if you don't watch football like it's an amazing atmosphere and like some of my best memories are at football matches like um I've been at a game where like half time they had the song I think it was Wonderwall by Oasis and literally yeah. everyone was singing it both fans and it was just brilliant and it's those moments and you know when the referee trips over it's really funny but um in terms of accessibility um when I go to Tottenham, I have to have a, a designated car park that I park in. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a season ticket. So when I park there, uh, you go to your designated entrance. Yeah. I go up in a lift to the fourth floor is where I sit. And from there, it's like 100 metres and you're at your seat. Fairly straightforward. Yeah, I think as well, obviously, because the new stadium, but what think would you think is somewhere in older stadiums? Like, when did it used to be like at White Hat Lane? Because oh. I, I don't know when. No, that was, um, I wouldn't say difficult. Has to go up a few ramps, but there's no lift involved there. Um, and yeah, it was smaller, but there was decent space. Difference is you get a lot wetter if it rains. Where I sit now in the new stadium, <laughs> You can't. You don't really get wet if it rains. Yeah. Um, but I thought I'd have a tough time seeing the pitch from further away because I'm higher up now. Yeah. But you actually see it just as clear, and nice. if not better, because where was it? The old stadium was like ground level, so yeah, you can't I even see the other see. end of the pitch. Yeah, that's the like, curve of the pitch. Yeah, that's kind of like where I sat at field there. It's like behind the goal on ground floor. So yeah. see when the balls are in the air, you don't really know what angle and stuff. Like it's and quite I, hard to see where it's at the other side. But um, apart from that, it's like really good access and stuff. But one thing I really hate is like see stadiums really the disabled end, but just not all the way yeah. covered. It's really annoying because see at Anfield, like the Anfield Road end, it's yeah. not got like a cover all the way over, so you do get soaked. When you sit there, I wish I would just push that, extend it over a bit. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, yeah overall, I mean, like I think I was definitely getting it's definitely a lot better than it used to be in terms of access and like disabled toilets and stuff. Um, but yeah, what do you think of like, the main issue? If there is anything. Um, when I, I say issue, I mean, like, there's a lot of people trying to get in at the same time. So it's a bit of a nightmare in that sense. Just got to avoid running over people or or not. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't enjoy running over people, but I don't condone that either. But like, no, it's just you got to avoid the people and just be aware, you know, yeah, take it slow aware. and you'll be fine. Be Honestly, aware, I, I wouldn't worry stuff. because after people just, you know, as excited about the game as you are like yeah um if you've never been to a game going through crowds of people will be like okay maybe something new but i mean if you ever go around central london it's a bit similar in that sense yeah or even if you go to like stuff like gigs and stuff as well which i go quite regularly then you're going to be sort of similar to that i would say yeah i've had that uh, experience getting about but it can be quite annoying but i think you just need to sort of Use your wheelchair and just sort of people will move anyway. I feel like, like 
nobody really understands in your lane, the kind of move out of the way. So, but yeah. obviously, with COVID and that, people that there is obviously people out there still worried about kind of crowds of people and stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of but, overcome over overcome that. Yeah, I have to. I feel like yeah, I've sort of overcome that. But yeah, I think there is obviously people that still kind of worried about it, um, which people obviously would kind of need to remember about as well. But hopefully course, yeah. that when that kind of eases, then yeah. But it's good to have full crowds a lot of football, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's brilliant. It's completely and, uh, different without it. Even when you watch it on TV, like you notice the players are up for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you do notice that the difference between having fans and no fans. Um, but, but yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I think we're going to jump onto our favourite players and yeah. favourite moments in football. Yeah, we'll do um, that. And then we'll move on to like our top tips. And then the yeah, actual so, team, team Barkey. <laughs> okay, so, before we start that. Uh, I've got a story about a Liverpool uh, legend that you might know, uh, Ian Rush. <laughs> oh, okay. um, my dad legend. actually, he actually saw him in the bar once. By the way, that's cool. Um, and he didn't go over and say anything, but like he walked past and gave him like the nod. Like, I think he knew that we knew who he was. Yeah. I mean, it was my my dad and my uncle, and so yeah. Who is your favourite Liverpool player anyway? My favourite Liverpool player. Probably because my generation would have to be Torres, Suarez, or Gerard. Probably Gerard yeah. overall, but Torres and Suarez would be pretty close second. Sounds about I would right. say, yeah. But obviously, Douglas should rush and all, all those guys are legend. Also, John Barnes as well. Who, my brother's yeah. actually met and I got a wee signed hat from him, so that was cool. <laughs> but that is cool. I actually managed to meet Suarez and Gerard actually when like I went to Anfield Food training ground and I managed to meet like most of the players, which was pretty cool. So yeah, I'd say Gerard and Suarez because of that. <laughs> what were you? In Spurs then anyway. Um I would say uh, having met Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe's definitely up there. Yeah, um, Spurs definitely. Modric. Christian Eriksen. Um, I mean, he's, I'm glad that he's... Yeah, it's good to see him back. Football. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I've got a lot of Italian players that I look up to. Andrea Pirlo, uh, you know, Totti. There's a lot of yeah. uh, players. Uh, famous um, Argentine who played for Inter Milan called Javier Zanetti is another one that I've always looked up, look up to as a player. Yeah. And... Um, no, Ledley King is another one. I was lucky enough to meet him. Some Thanks of our sure. listeners won't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a, a top of legend anyway, because he had to retire early as well, which is a shame. But good it was player. a shame, yeah. Yeah, I think my favourite players, probably outside of Liverpool, would probably be players like Andy Robertson, also the captain of Scotland. Um, yeah, of course. And outside of that, also like growing up, Barcelona and Real Madrid like were amazing. So 
that was like the Galacticos team, obviously with Becker, Ronaldo and all that. But then mainly, yeah. the, mainly the Barca team, like the whole way through from like Ronaldinho or me, I was just straight through to like they're amazing. Neymar, like all those guys, and then it was like Messi and also Suarez and yeah, all that stuff. So and then of course like that midfield and Chavi and Fiesta. Just yeah, that was the dream team. So yeah, it was definitely sort of Spanish teams that were the kind of next thing that I watched most of the time, to be honest. So the kind of two weeks that I watched and then also I watched like the German League here and there, but definitely Spain and England is is where it's at, I think, generally. Well, what about like, the national team stuff? Because obviously before you can start off with who you support and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, I support Italy. I mean, well, I mean, some people might think then, living in England, <laughs> I support England. But, yeah. Um, no, I support Italy. Um, always have because, well, if I, I mean, I haven't got much of a choice in this house. <laughs> um, but no, I just, from a young age, I decided, you know what, I, I support Italy. Yeah. And I don't care what my friends think. I've had abuse, so much abuse for it more recently because of the Euros. Yeah. Which was amazing for Italy. I know it was annoying for everyone here, but it was an amazing time. Yeah. Like it just made everything good again. Like not just football, but like life just felt better. Yeah. Like maybe not for England fans in the final, but certainly yeah. leading up to it, it must have been amazing as well. I was happy to see the way England did play as well. Yeah. Shame they had to meet us in the final. Um, yeah, it was a really good tournament, though. Like, for me, it was that support Scotland as a first, but then like, England as, like, kind of a second team because my family and stuff. So, like, when Scotland played England, I was first supporting Scotland, and that was, a, like, an amazing game. I think it was 1-1. And that, was, like, uh, that was, like, our cup final for Scotland. And then, obviously, when we went out... England was the next team that I was supporting. So um, I did go to a few of the games at Hampton, the Scotland games, and then obviously I was lucky enough to get tickets for the final. England, uh, England, yeah, which was like, I think that was the best atmosphere I've ever seen, like anywhere. And it was just, it was amazing to see a sort of big tournament as well. So that was really cool. But yeah, I didn't get a lot of slagging from my friends up north because. Obviously, Scotland and England have quite a, quite a heated rivalry. <laughs> so I got a good slag when I got home because obviously I had like an England like flag over me and stuff. And most of my friends didn't really know us for England. So that was a surprise to them, which was, which was funny. But uh, it, was, it was a really good time. And also just generally London was just bouncing. So was just generally Europe, I feel like. Were just bouncing because obviously it was around Europe, so everybody got to get to the games, which was really exciting. And hopefully, uh, the next tournament is at the World Cup, isn't it? Yeah, it's coming up soon, the World Cup. Um, but I think it's not in, in summer like it normally is. Yes, um, Qatar is about winter, so yeah, probably because of the heat, I guess. Yeah, I think that's why, but. Hopefully it doesn't affect the, the league too much and kind of always going to stop and stuff, but... Yeah. 
hopefully Scotland make it. Wait, are Scotland still the qualifiers? Yeah, yeah, they are. Could be our first world in a long time. <laughs> uh, where are you guys at the table? Are you struggling a bit? Um, well, I think we've got a place to start. We've got to play some games to ensure we actually get into the, the World Cup because qualifying's not going too good. No, okay. Ironically, I think it's winning. <laughs> I know, after winning the Euros. I haven't really kept an eye on it on the groups, so I'm just kind of spotted, really. But I'm excited to get the, the next. I don't quite like a World Cup. Like, see that feeling of three games a day, you're just like, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> football is like that. Every day. <laughs> yeah, no, I love I love a tournament feel, the feeling of a tournament. Um, you know, like I know of course I support Italy first, but twenty eighteen, that World Cup was just brilliant. Yeah. Uh as for England, like the party was ongoing here and then obviously the party had to end early, sadly. But that in that tournament, because Italy didn't get into it. I was more invested in England. Yeah. And it was it was crazy. Yeah, it was a special, special atmosphere, but hopefully England can do it eventually the next tournament. They've got the semi-final and the final, so hopefully it's gonna be a matter of time for for the English supporters listening. <laughs> I'm sure it will be long until yeah, I mean, they eventually get the, the trophy. We definitely got the players. There's definitely a lot of players that have potential. Yeah. Yeah, they've got so many young talented players, like yeah, like Phil Foley yeah. and stuff. And yeah, and Harry Kane obviously. Who's I don't know, he's not really young anymore, is he in terms of football, but still a a really good player. Um, yeah, and certainly um he proved it in the city game where we beat Man City 3 2 and the Leeds game where we got the Leeds manager sacked. I mean, he had a poor run of results. Yeah. But did. from a Tottenham standpoint, it's a very difficult season. Like, um, and I hope Conte stays. I hope. Um, I think you will. I because, think you've done enough at the beginning of the season to show my, like, that you are beating like six games or something. Yeah, we'll see. I think, yeah, I think you should stay though for for you guys, but obviously I think club yeah. will hang around for a while. He's doing such a great job, and I think Gerard might be next for us. To be honest, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. You never that. know. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to ask you. Yeah. What's your favourite like moment from football history? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Or Liverpool. Um, I think obviously Istanbul. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, think I was like ten or something, but. Istanbul, I think, will go down generally as like one of the greatest kind of moments in European football. Obviously, for it me, it was amazing because it was Liverpool. Um, other than that, I think for me, it would have to be like the O2 World Cup because I was like six and that was like the first sort of football games I actually ever watched properly where I was like invested yeah. and I didn't really know what was going on before that tournament. and so I think, yeah, the O2 World Cup is when I really like, sort of fell in love with football at a young age and then that's sort of when it started. So, so yeah, what about you? What was your favourite um, football moments? Probably 2006, the whole tournament when Italy won it. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole yeah. World Cup was like when I really fell in love with football and 
Italy had struggled a bit in tournaments before that. Yeah. Um, and of course, winning the Euros now, another great moment um, that Italy deserved, I think, because they failed to qualify the previous tournament, the World Cup. And, yeah, uh, I remember that. Actually, they fought back. Bad. And every time they've won, they've seemed to have come from a place where nobody expected them to win. Yeah, like exactly. the underdogs. And that's always been amazing. And I will say that my first ever game I went to was a Tottenham game Tottenham yeah, against that... Newcastle. We lost, like, we either lost or won like 4-3 or something. Yeah. Alan Shearer scored a few. Um, and I was there with my dad and my uncle on my uncle's shoulders shouting, come on you Spurs. Um, yes. I loved it. I was loving it. I think the first game that I went to, I think it was either Celtic or it was Scotland. It was one of the two anyway. Cool. I think like, if there is a team I look out for up here, it probably would be Celtic. But yeah, that was the first game I went to. It was, yeah, ever since then, I've just loved football. Like, I've always been Me too. really into it. There's just something about it that you just don't really get. With anything else, really. <laughs> so, like, what's your tips for a, like, a disabled football supporter? You can go first and give you a few things that you think um, you need to kind of keep an eye out. Like I said, be careful when it comes to crowds. Um, yeah. Get there with plenty of time to spare. Like, um, yeah, that's important. People with, with DMD, such as us, we are. Uh, Everything takes a bit longer, you know, so always leave time. Yeah, um, and if you are going to go, I know this is a bit detailed, but do wait. If you are going to go to the bathroom, like, you might have to go slightly before half time because at half time there's a rush of people. And if you want to get food as well, maybe when the game's actually on, um, that's what I've learned. Yeah, definitely. There are some good points there, actually. Um, especially the one about kind of half time got the toilet early. So there's one actually that I was going to mention was um, make sure you, you try and sort out your parking beforehand if you can, because more often than not, the parking at football stadiums are pretty miles away. Um, so yeah, that's really important one to me to always remember to make sure you try and arrange some sort of parking before going. Um, and another one was sometimes better to leave like kind of five minutes early as well, just to avoid the, the really busyness because then also to get out of the car park takes so long. So that's another wee tip. Um, and the other one I was going to mention was just about make sure you stay warm because football stadiums can be really cold places. <laughs> so yeah, that's the kind of main ones. That I can think of. I don't know if you can think of anything else where I tell people. No, I definitely say keep warm. Uh, because again with DMD, it's always a big issue keeping warm. And I use things like hand warmers and uh yeah. you know, extra layers, things like that. Um definitely useful. Uh bring a blanket. I know it's not exactly fashionable, <laughs> but if you do get cold, you will need a blanket. Yeah. Um and something waterproof if it does rain. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty, pretty sound advice. Um, last time I went to the football last week, I think I wore like 
two wheels that I try to jump on that I have to four yeah. markets on. So yeah, <laughs> definitely something to, to keep in mind. But don't let it put you off because it's good to get to the football. I think we're coming, we're actually coming towards the end now, but there was one more thing I think we, we were going to talk about, wasn't it? And that was the wheelchair football. Um, so I don't really play it, but obviously I've seen it and I'm aware of what it is, but I thought I'd let you sort of talk about that. And I just wanted to talk about how far that's kind of going. Um, I've noticed it's sort of like BT and Sky are talking about it. So yeah, I don't really give us your kind of thoughts because I know you play it yeah. as well, so probably have a better idea than me. Yeah, power chair football, um, it's a four-a-side sport. Um, we have a goalkeeper, three outfield players. And if you have seen it on BT, yeah, we did have our Disability Cup final uh, broadcast on BT, which is an amazing day for the sport. A lot of my former teammates there, one of the other teams I played for, uh, Aspire. And I currently play for Muscle Warriors, which is in the championship. Um, I have had experience at um, Champions Cup level and Premier League level with different teams in the past. And uh, I tell you what, it's an amazing sport and it's certainly come a long way in the time I've been playing it. Um, And long before I was playing it um, in other countries around the world, like France, America, they've been playing it a long time and there is even a team in Italy that I was lucky enough to meet last year. But yeah, if you've got DMD, Pagia football is a sport for you. Um, for a lot of different uh, disabilities um, and I'm so grateful to be like part of it because it's like such a big part of my life because of course yeah. I love football anyway. So to yeah. be able to be a player is just like it it's brilliant. Yeah, definitely. It's good that how far it's come because I was aware of that a few years ago. When like a few of my mates, but there wasn't really any leagues or anything. But it's amazing that there is now like actually proper leagues that people are that people are starting to play in. Yeah. It's getting well known around the world now. And hopefully one day it will be in the Olympics. We are trying for that. Um, but yeah, I'm just so glad I found the sport I could play. Because for so many years, for someone with DMD, they'd be like, oh, play bar- wheelchair basketball. Um, but then again, that's a bit physical for someone with yeah. DMD. Yeah, of course, right. I love wheelchair basketball. It's amazing. But um, I found that power football was the sport for me and my ability. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like when I was younger, I used to play wheelchair hockey. Yeah. Which was really fun. But there was never really that platform or league or anything like to kind no. of compete in. Because I know obviously there was like in America and Canada. And I always like kind of hope that there would be over here one day. So maybe like once wheelchair football is kind of doing that, there will be other wheelchair sports that will hopefully follow. And yeah, it'd be amazing to see that in the Paralympics as well. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, for sure. The future of like kind of disability sport as well. But yeah, I think we had a pretty good chat. That was fun and I hope everybody 
enjoyed listening. Hopefully we'll have a few more around the corner soon. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, we certainly did, chatting about football. Yeah. Can't get any better than that, can it? Yeah, um, not really. <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us. And I'll see you real soon. See you later, guys. Welcome to the Pathfinders podcast with me, Sajid Man. And me, Gianluca Luizzi.